0: 848 on the crosstalk on wizm we're we're, we're still talking politics here at big boar barbecue when you come in for breakfast you are welcome to participate in whatever conversation is going on i know that now uh, my guest bob allen and i are going to start talking a little about the spacecraft on its way to the sun the solar orbiter not going to venture close enough to penetrate the sun's corona but it is going to be taking pictures of the sun. What will we learn? Bob Allen, thanks for talking with us this morning. You got to answer that most popular question why are we going to the sun?
1: Okay, first, thanks for asking me on your show. I enjoy talking with you and uh, helping out people there. But bottom line is that we live in what's called a here, which is an extension of the sun itself and its atmosphere, uh, the closer we get to the sun itself, and you don't want to go there with anything, it's not going to last very long, uh, the more you understand and We're talking about, number one, things on the Earth, uh, 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 these uh, auroral activity, but you also get some uh, uh, electromagnetic effects that uh, can really mess up things temporarily. Uh, number two, we do have the International Space Station and astronauts in there. And they have to know ahead of time if things are threatening coming their way. So understanding the how the sun works and not just it itself, but how it affects the solar system and us in particular is uh, ultimately important to, to survive here.
0: I'm interested in a couple of technical questions, uh, uh, Bob. Uh, the uh one and a half billion dollar Parker Solar Probe that NASA launched a year and a half ago is it physically joining the solar, the European Solar Orbiter that was launched on Sunday? Will they connect together to continue their trip?
1: Not literally, but uh, communications-wise, which you know you could do anywhere. But the two putting their uh, instruments and their actual photographs together, the stereo effect of being able to better resolution and uh, more more detail on. Okay. on the Sun itself and the stuff coming out of the Sun.
0: Well, then what is it that we can learn from from uh, the stuff coming out of the Sun? And I understand that the focus of this orbiter will be the uh, Sun's poles, North and South poles. What are we going to learn? What do we hope to learn?
1: Well, first of all, uh, there is a lot of activity. Uh, sunspots and solar flares and promises uh, largely come from an area 30 degrees plus or minus north or south uh, latitude of the sun. But there are some things called uh, filaments and uh, coronal holes that are all over the sun. And uh, you can't get direct observations of those from the Earth, the higher latitude, north or south they are. And so this uh, craft is going to be lifted. And once it gets a few Venus gravity assist, is going to be lifted up enough uh, to, to get some uh, direct information from that. And it will be helpful how? Well, first uh, of all, understanding the whole way the, the sun works, uh, I won't say where would we be without it, but we're in something called a solar minimum right now. There's not a lot of flares and prominences and things, but 11-year uh, you know, average cycle. But when we get to the peak in four or five years, you've got all kinds of things that can threaten uh, both uh, astronauts in space and people on the Earth and to be prepared for that. Uh, understand what's
0: going on on the crosstalk on wizm bob allen our guest the solar orbiter launched on sunday from u.s soil to uh to meet the european orbiter that was launched a year and a half ago uh the the, dis- the time between these two launches so that the uh the 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 two orbiters can hook up on their way to the sun is that uh, generally the, the reason it happened this way
1: no, it's just, uh, it wouldn't matter how, how long between them they were or, or launched, but the way that the thruster rockets affect their orbits to get them not right next to each other, but close enough to to uh, communicate.
0: Has anything like this ever been done before, this kind of uh, research around the sun?
1: Uh, well, uh, there's Earth-based observation, but you're limited by Earth's atmosphere affecting the the image itself. and No. Uh, from Earth orbits, another thing, but uh, there have been some other pros, but not as close as this, and uh, as uh, as much instrumentation of various, of several different types of instruments to put the the whole stuff together.
0: Right, and because it's uh, because you have to look at the sun or toward the sun to see the orbiter. I would guess that even uh, uh, even with the telescope. And the proper protection, you'd be pretty hard pressed to find this orbiter uh, on its path to the sun while it's uh, while it's on its way. Right. It's not just the
1: you know there will be a camera obviously, but there are several other instruments that don't require uh, lenses and optics to work. But uh, putting putting all those together is what lets you uh, put the. It's like okay you know, I forget. A quiz show—they used to put parts of the picture little by little, if you match things, just so you want the whole picture instead of guessing from just a little bit of what is is there underneath.
0: How long will it be before this uh, this the or these orbiters get to their uh, uh, preferred location? Uh, are they going to orbit the sun or or uh, what?
1: Yeah, but they have elliptical orbits, which uh, the. Aphelion is out beyond here at the perihelion, and it's a little inside the orbit of Mercury, but uh, it's going to take two years of what they call gravity assist from the Earth and uh, Venus to get it in the right shape of orbit, and then Venus particularly to get it out of the uh, uh, ecliptic plane that they, uh, the Earth's orbit around the sun to get up closer to doing the poles. So it'll be so 2022 the is... before they actually literally start pouring the data out
0: the launch is successful and barring any uh, unforeseen issues uh, its two year journey to the sun and then it will begin sending back uh, the uh, desired information yep that's
1: the nature of the beast, you got to be, you know, well, you want you it, it's up there, let's get it to work, but you got to get it where you sure. want it and uh, check everything out and uh, use the, the gravity assist here is the reason it stretches out. But it's sure. just, after that will be a several-year mission planned, uh, uh,
0: roughly. I'm always curious, Bob, about uh, these kinds of long flights, and we we talk about uh, safely launched, and people are thinking about the vastness of space, but uh, we've also heard that something as tiny as uh, a a screw that fits in the palm of your hand could do devastating uh, damage to a a solar uh, space vehicle, that kind of thing. Does it run the risk of driving through solar dust that could do damage and so forth on its two-year mission? No,
1: No, that's not the problem. But there are these, you know, we're used to the, what are they called, meteors, meteorites, and stuff that yeah. we bombard and go through through old orbits, but the bottom line is there's stuff out there, but not from the sun, but other other stuff it could, but uh, it's generally small and uh, far in between uh, individual things.
0: Good, thing. So the vastness of space will work in this solar uh, orbiters or this pair of solar orbiters favor. Bob Allen, thanks very much for talking with us this morning. I'm